you're best friends with the founder of the Lubbock County Militia, you get your own radio show. It's the other side of Texas with Jay Lisa. Hey there! Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend that you hang out here on these other sides of Texas. I'm your host, Jay West Texas Leeson, sitting in the saddle, or maybe we'll just say shotgun, because I ain't quitting you. His Uncle Si, Silas Polite. How you doing? I'm great, man. Uncle Si. Doing well. You good with the name Uncle Si? I like it. I'm, I'm an uncle to ten nieces and two two nephews, so it fits. They call me something different, but Uncle Si's good. Gonna, Not to, uh, as long as we don't get copyright infringement on the bearded man. I think he's S-I. That's true, too. You're S-Y. Same first name, though. Different okay. spelling. We, are, we got a good time ahead. The, we'll, we'll get into plenty. Coming up here, uh, going to get into last night. Going to also hit on how to ruin your life on Twitter. As uh, has been proven by the former Texas Tech Interfraternity Council. And uh, maybe get in with some blue-collar bill here in just a little bit as we go throughout the program. Uncle Cy, you and I have known each other for how long? I was talking with my wife today and my father-in-law, and I think the very first time I met Jay Leeson or knew about Jay Leeson was circa 96, 97, so we're working on 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So Off and on, I guess. We are passive. But you and I, in former lives, youth ministers, and I just remember being around you, Uncle Cy, and thinking... There's only one of these guys. There's only one Silas Polite. And I think the time there have been lots of times you and I have sat and I've laughed cried. But the time in which I think I laughed the hardest was you were a youth minister down in your 20s. Yeah. Uh, you were down in El Dorado. It, yeah, it's El Dorado. El Dorado. I was there eight and a half years. That'd kind of be like somebody calling something, uh, calling it leveling, right? Uh, right. El Dorado. Uh huh. So you're down there, and news breaks about the compound outside of town. Yes, it did. It did. Well, news had broken several years prior. I think that the story you're talking about was when the raid went down. The raid, yes. Two thousand eight. Yeah. The what raid was it, and what was the compound? Well, the compound was yearning for Zion Ranch. It was a place that some uh, the fundamentalist church of Latter Day Saints had purchased as a corporate hunting lodge. And if you're going to have a place like that in West Texas and never advertise for it, it people are going to think it's kind of shady. <laughs> so. Um, they went under that guise for a long time. Uh, names like Warren Jeffs started circulating around. Yep. His, uh, That's a throwback name. Yeah. His reputation uh, began to quickly run through the town. Some of the former sister wives who had uh, left the Sister the group, wives. Yeah. <laughs> they had left the group, descended on El Dorado, and said, this is what's fixing to happen. And you can imagine a little small ranching community of about 2,000 people and some and uh, oil and was in its heyday yeah and, and Bible belt of, of of the world and this lady shows up saying child brides polygamy things like that you you want to know a way to get a town hall meeting scheduled real quick <laughs> just show up saying polygamy and child, bride. child brides yeah and sister wives yeah i think yeah that yeah. you know and that term may have come up later but long story short we could spend a whole couple weeks doing talking the whole thing that ended up happening but long story short call came in that a, a girl was being forced to marry your cousin uh texas rangers shocker county sheriff's department everybody assembled uh cps at the time i think they go by a different name now no, it's the same name. Okay, good. Yeah. Under a different department, maybe? I don't know. But they, they began to mobilize, went in and Wait, said, hey. There may be a different department for ranching lodges, hunting lodges. Yeah. 
under alias names. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Well, let, needless to say, there was never any type of uh, endeavor of the, the hunting lodges. But uh, the... Hunting for sister wives. Well, yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, we could spend all day. But so they begin to, to go in and say, we've had a complaint. We need to find this girl. They go to look for the girl. And six days later, they kind of go in. I mean, it took... It was quite an ordeal. And... Um, I, I felt like probably that was one of the biggest things of my life ever was being involved with that. And I guess they, I guess they decided since you were the youth pastor, you can feed a bunch of people. So really, <laughs> that was my job for six days was feeding. And I didn't even get to have to use pizza the whole time. So it was a pretty good deal. And yeah. Really, like. Because that raid took that long. It did. It took six days and to finally realize the what Forensics and all that well, stuff. Well, in the back of everyone's mind, I was old enough to realize Waco and remember what happened there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's well documented over the last couple of months and shows that have come out about it. And um, I think the big deal on everybody's mind was not to have that replay again and to happen ever again. And so they gave everybody time. And Wait, what year is this? 2008. Okay, so this is post-post Janet Reno. Yes, so far, far tank, post. Tanks are not rolling in. Well, they're... Okay, they're not tanks plural, but there was a tank. Whoa! Yes, Midland SWAT Whoa. team brought their tank um, because nobody knew what to expect. Um, we, you, they, Friday afternoon, Shay was making lunch like we did most Fridays. It Your was wife. my day off, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, I got a phone call. Uh, the pastor was out of town because she was observed monogamy. She, yes, <laughs> yes, very much so. Thankfully. Um, but the pastor had gone out of town, you know, when the pastor's away, really cr- crazy stuff starts to happen. And I got a call from the sheriff saying, we need to use your church buses. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to ask permission. He's like, well, you don't really have to. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, so we got drivers. And, Here's you know, the keys. Kids are at school, and, and I ended up being on the bus. And we originally went out there, and since they couldn't find the girl they were looking for, they decided, well, we're just going to take all of them. And thinking there was about 40 total. And so the original trip, uh, we took about 25 girls between the ages of 6 and 18 and got them out of town. There's more to this story. I don't know how much you want me to tell about it, but um, they were terrified, naturally so. Uh, It's kind of odd that we have a situation at the border that people are worried about kids being separated from their families. And, And this is where my mind goes back to quite a bit and the idea that we were it's and it was different times and different cases, but we were taking kids from their parents at that point, and they were terrified. And um, we tried to do our best in taking care of them. Um, and wait, did they go back to the church, or you just got them out of town, or? Well, not originally straight back to the church, but we took them to the civic center there in Schleicher County, which is a big building, one of the larger buildings you can imagine in in this small rural town. And, you know, at first we're thinking it's going to be 40 people and it'll be quick and uh, things will get sorted out real quick. And it ended up being 400. Wow. And so uh, I remember getting these girls on the buses and they're they're terrified and they're, they're mothers and aunts. And who I don't even know the family tree. It's more like a bush and less of a tree. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know, be sweet, and which was really just code for don't tell them anything. You know, they don't know our ways of life and can't understand us and... So we get them on the bus, and this had been like an hour and a half. I was out there kind of just waiting to see what was going to happen next and asked the girls if they were thirsty, and they were not. Not One of them wanted any drink of water, and finally one of them, little girl raised her hand kind of apprehensively, and I handed her the water, and she drank it. And I guess since she didn't die or pass out, everybody else was all of a sudden thirsty. So maybe mm. she was the cupbearer. That's all I've often thought. Wow. And we just took them in and um, talked to the people who were in charge at that time and i was like well we got to feed them they're hungry and they're like well what do we do i was like well it's two o'clock in a small town so all the restaurants just closed (laughs) so i made some phone calls and came up with 40 hamburger cheeseburgers they wanted wendy's which i was surprised by the closest wendy's you can imagine is 45 miles away in san angelo wendy's was out of the question but i did tell them we could do burgers later to find out that they have some stock in wendy's oh um so okay um, that's that why they, sense. yeah. So I ended up With calling some Pepsi. <laughs> no Pepsi. <laughs> funny, funny story there too. Later on, but way later. But um, 
called the gas stations and had everybody, I need you to make 15, you to make 15, you to make 15, and we got 45 burgers in about 25 minutes. And after that, when we realized that they were going to have to go back out there, they were like, Silas, we got way more people than we thought we were going to have. Can you handle the food? And so I said, you just kind of wind up being point guy. On the food. On There's so much going on. And, and, and on I, the compound raid. Well, yes and no. We ended up, did have to use our church fellowship hall because there were so many kids. I mean, Salvation Army started bringing cots out. They yeah. brought their cook truck out. And you didn't have to call, like, the chair of PPRC. You're, you're in a Methodist church, so I'm using some... Well, at that time, I was at a Baptist acting. church. Oh, so okay. It, it's a little different, but... So it's fine. Yeah, and, and really, you know how I roll. I was more of a forgiveness than permission type guy anyway, so... Yeah, apparently, whenever you gave away all the bus keys. Yes, yes, so... That ended up, but you know, my wife was real big. She kind of ran point at the fellowship hall and mobilizing people because we needed play pins and pop up little crib type things. And you know, rarely, you know, we have a church nursery, but we're not looking at 40 kids, babies at one time. And there were several babies. And so we had to have cots and we were trying to keep, make sure that this mom was with her kids. And you could ask the kids who their dads were, but half the time they didn't know who their dads were. And every once in a while you would. And, so then wow. they begin to DNA test everybody, and it wasn't like invasive or anything, just a little swab in their mouth and try to figure out who belonged to who and who could be released to who. And Man. It was intense, bro. It was intense. What an operation there in El Dorado. Yeah. Which uh, takes me back to sitting on the bench with you <laughs> on a bench in Cedar Canyon. Yeah, yeah. About just this time. laugh crying about, not at the tragedy, but just that, Imagining myself in that circumstance, thinking, okay, well, tech's playing now, so I'm going to go eat beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. Good, here are the keys. Right. Here's my whole key ring. Yes. You guys take care. Yes. Get it all figured out. So Yeah, it was not like that at all. In fact, I, I saw Shay probably a couple of hours throughout that time. Um, and it's amazing. I mean, and I guess kind of my skepticism of the mass media really started then and People were walking in my back gate up to my back door at my little parsonage asking for an interview. And I was very clear on the fact that the judge had put a gag order on anybody. And I was like, I'm not going to jail for Fox News or CNN or Oprah or anybody else. So uh definitely knew what I could and couldn't say. And I did a couple of interviews and with, uh, with Oprah and Dr. Phil, all not... They were all in El Dorado. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to Chicago or anything like that. I say unfortunately. That's probably not a very... Did Oprah come down there? Or did she send no, people down she there? sent people. She sent a... Because you could have gotten a car. Yeah. You get a car. And Shay gets a car. Yeah, I didn't even get a Everybody shirt. Everybody gets a car. Yeah, nothing. Hmm. Nope. And so, uh, yeah, we did Fox, I did Fox News, and they asked a lot of questions, and I knew what I could and couldn't say, so just really tried to be sure that I didn't go to jail over the Man. deal. Man. Other side of Texas stories. Get in more with Uncle Si. I want to talk about last night and how I'm sitting there and I see three things playing out at the same time and I have to pinch myself to make sure that that I'm really, really uh, in real life and not just dreaming. But Uncle Si here with us here. So I'm sitting there last night watching a couple of things at one time and at one point I thought, well, I'll get up and I'll get another TV and I'll bring it in here so I don't have to switch back and forth. But Texas Tech was playing in the College World Series and at the same time, the NBA draft was underway. We're in the first few picks there. Zaire Smith is on the board and uh, I'm switching back and forth. And I'm thinking to myself... When has this ever happened before? When when have you had a situation where Tech is in the College World Series, which, you know, three of the last five years, but when has Tech ever had a lottery pick up on the board? And I'll have to effort here and figure out, when was Darvin Ham picked? Uh, it, it was, the, the last lottery pick out of Texas Tech was Tony Batie to the Celtics in 97. Okay. I believe is the so right year. I got, know he's the right We got right 20 pick. years on it. Sure. But so here's the Venn diagram then. When has there been Tech in the College World Series and a, a potential lottery pick up on, in, what, he went two, 
three picks after the lottery concluded. Two picks out of the lottery, yeah. yep. Uh, and then was ultimately traded to the 76ers. But at the same time, and I just talk about like in the recent years, when have you had the College World Series and a lottery pick on the board and a farm bill passed by the House? And uh, never... Never have those three things happen simultaneously. And I'm trying to think. I'm just sitting there watching those two things and then going to Twitter and reading about how all this happened. The Farm Bill passed 213, 211. No Democrats. And my friend Charlie Stenholm, we took his picture out of here. We had 24 by 18 of Charlie up in here. But uh, Charlie would say there's never been any good legislation that's ever passed with no opposition party votes. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out in the weeks to come. Arrington, Jody Arrington, I should note, we wanted him today. He was unable, traveling home. We'll get him on this program next week to talk in detail about that bill and, uh, and how it passed the House and what to expect. Because the Senate is not going to take up any of this work requirement stuff. They aren't going to take up any of the SNAP stuff because they need 60 votes in the upper chamber and they just can't make that happen right now. Fifty-one forty-nine. They can't make that happen. So then it's going to come back to uh, conference committee, and we're going to see if the House has the stomach to pass the bill. Ultimately, uh, that the Senate is going to recommend. And I would think that work requirements are going to be significantly hit there, as is snap cuts. But all that to the side, I'm thinking like. I can't find any other reference for what's going on that these three great things are happening at the same time other than, you know, there's just a point where my mom gave up and just let us start walking the Allsup's and we got our toss-up and, well, should I get the uh, the orange soda or should I get the root beer or should I get the Dr. Oh, I'll get them all three at the same time. And that's kind of what last night was. I, I can't believe that we're doing these three things at the same. It was a great, great night, I would think, yeah. for a lot of West Texas. And he didn't go. Zaire didn't go in the lottery, and Tech lost. Finally, got beat by Florida in the College World Series, but still a great night. No doubt. No With doubt. Promise ahead. You know, and I think you could argue on a lot of fronts that. Uh, Tech just made some mistakes, and I think Coach Tadlock would agree that they made some mistakes that in, in games like that you can't do and get away with. Zaire's deal, people had him going as early, some boards had him going as early as nine. And to then, the 76ers the first time. Yeah, and then the Orlando match. I was personally kind of hoping that he could fall all the way to San Antonio, which I knew was going to be far-fetched. But, but nonetheless, I mean, we're talking about a guy who... But then he was only, what, San Antonio was two picks behind right, the Suns. you're right. Yeah. Or a pick, as I recall. Yeah, I, think I was flipping back and forth. They were 18. Zaire went at 16. Okay. And, you know, I j- I'm just... Like you, in that to to stick with the the analogy of the taste buds, it's the, like the first time that something hits it, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, this is really something. But suicide drinks were never good. It no, was just the, it was the idea the of the Americanism your friends, that right. you could do it. Yes, yeah. yeah, for sure. But to have a guy who was a three star recruit out of high school to go to Texas Tech and have the year that he had and go from being a guy who. Really, and I think he even said this last night, was planning on playing his sophomore year at Texas Tech to going in the top 16 of the NBA draft uh, was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just for Zaire and his family. I mean, for sure. Uh, that that You know, they did something last night, Jay. I don't know if you noticed this at the beginning where they introduced the, lo- the lottery picks or they introduced players that were invited to New York for the first round. And, uh, you know, Zaire's dad is paraplegic and was able to be there, uh, he and his mom, and, and take part of that. And, man, I, you know, having kids who play sports, uh, my kids are going to go pro at something. I just don't know that it's going to be football or basketball. Um, <laughs> or sports. Right, to okay. stick with the NCAA. <laughs> yeah. We're all going pro in something. Son, you're going to be a professional yeah. engineer. My, I, my youngest son will probably be like a lawyer of some kind because he he'll argue till he knows. I mean, he knows he's wrong, but he's not going to stop him from arguing. Yeah. yeah. So, Anyway, but, to, you know, most of the time you ask when's the last time you had a team in the College World Series and a lottery pick, and you would think throwing in a farm bill would offset everything. 
But the fact that this is becoming, at least not on the basketball side yet, and I think it's going to be there. I think we're going to be there for a while. But baseball, three out of the last five years, um, and you've seen all the, the things lately of what school in the nation was able to put a team in the College World Series and the Elite Eight. And you go even go look at what Coach Kitley did with the track team. And, man, uh, making a name for themselves for sure at Texas Tech. Yeah. And what Jody's doing um, for West Texas in, in Washington. And, uh, you know, funny story, I guess. A couple years ago, we took a group of kids from our school there. And they wanted to tour the house and the chamber. And you know me, like I try to make things happen if I can. So I start putting in some phone calls to Jody's people. And Jody's out of town, but they're like, yeah, we can get you in. Um, which one did you want to do? And if I've got a choice, you're like, do you want a fried burrito or a chimichanga? Both. So I told them I want to do both. And they got us in both. It was a really cool deal. And, I, you know, I credit that a lot to Jody Arrington and his people. And our tour guide was like, I've never seen it happen where people got to go to both. Mm. It's like, well, have they asked? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm I'm the, the point man <laughs> in El Dorado. That's that's who no, I am. That was several yeah. years yeah. removed, but well, um so to switch gears a little bit. I think back in like I know a lot of guys. I know a lot of especially saddle trims. And Guys our age and guys older than us, one thing that they never knew to be thankful for, that they ought to be thankful for now, is that there was no social media at that time. Isn't that the truth? I mean, you can bury yourself at 19, 20 years old forever. Yeah. Forever. And it's one thing to have urban legends and, and like, you know, I went to school at Lovett Cooper. You were in Abernathy, shallow water in between us. And you heard about this guy there, and th- but you never saw it in real time. Well, some of those things I saw at cowpokes, but go ahead. Well, true, but not on the uberwebs yeah. and places like that. And, and it's it's chronicled for all history. Forever. Um, how to ruin your life on Twitter. And we got some Uncle Si news coming up next segment and blue collar bill coming up but i really pride myself on being independent uh, in my politics uh, financially and in my taste in certain foods and uh probably most in my taste but i don't go down the line on twitter so i'm able to speak out of some prairie populism on whenever i see this or i see that uh, on the D side, if I see a good measure, then I'll speak up to it, like public education and those sorts of things. People sometimes would rather call me a prairie socialist than a prairie populist because of my my support of public education and agriculture and uh, ha- access to, to health care in rural communities. But, you know, and sometimes I'll go with the R's on some things uh, socially sometimes and... Um, but I can maintain a streak of independence. But I don't have to fear, and I try not to get out there and just be, sometimes I am polemical, but I don't have to have in my Twitter profile, opinions are my own. Like, that's a euphemism for, I could be fired at any time for what I tweet, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe college students should put opinions on my own just to uh, protect themselves. turns out that Kyle Mitchell in Lubbock, president of the Texas Tech Interfraternity Council, went online last night, I guess a, a few too many Keystone Lights maybe, and Sawson. said, uh, we need to build a wall and the U.S. government can sell permits for legal hunting on the border. We can make a sport of this. And another guy chimes in and says, kill illegals and bury them under, or he that he knows ranchers who kill illegals and then bury them under cattle graves along the border, to which Mitchell chimed in and said, as they should. Um, that we should deport, another guy says we should deport only um, unathletic illegals, to which Mitchell chimes in again under a pseudonym, 
we need some cooks too and a few gardeners but the rest of them um f them and that uh the next brotherhood trip should be down to a border shooting range adam dotre our friend of the lubbock avalanche journal follows up on all those comments headline texas tech hosts news conference interfraternity council president resigns after racist frat chat posts there on twitter texas tech officials on thursday evening were quick to condemn racist social media media posts made by president um by this guy kyle mitchell tech along with the vice president of the interfraternity council issued statements late thursday after the posts were made in the frat chat by mitchell the council's president circulated on me- social media one post and i've read through them text response issued in a late thursday email reads the messages shared on social media are abhorrent and strongly condemned university officials are investigating the matter texas tech university is proud of the inclusivity and rich cultures that make up our community these insensitive and racially charged messages do not reflect the core values of the institution and there's more pontificating that i'll skip through a post on twitter purportedly by mitchell is addressed to the texas tech community and states that remarks were egregious disgusting and lack and lacked morality that was a quick synopsis that um, mitchell made it on a group me forum he called them just what the post said the news story said egregious disgusting and lack morality for that i'm deeply sorry and want to extend my sincerest apologies to all those who have been hurt by my comments mitchell said he cannot take back what he said but he will continue to own the mistakes and learn from the moment and brother surely you will um there's some other people who go on about how terrible and awful and people's lives are wrecked forever and um uh, the head of the vice president of division of diversity equity and inclusion which you know at some point you're like okay this guy said these things and i'm just gonna go on a limb here but at what point does this kind of become gestapo like you know we're gonna cry like you're gonna be diverse you're gonna be inclusive or else and i you know that's just a fair question to raise here it's just i mean the guy's 19 like I, maybe 20 I, I don't know but i mean i don't i never went to racist links but again that can be subjective to a lot of people's minds what is racist and what is not but you know i well i tell you what i have and continue to be lambasted for supporting trump and people call me a white nationalist and i'm like no it was economic policy you know these guys went through the south for years republican Republican primary after Republican primary, and what they talk about? Well, we're going to cut taxes. Well, we're going to look out for social issues. Well, they folded on all the social issues, and they went global on the economic issues. And Trump went through the South, and what did he say? Oh, you're getting a bad deal on your trade. And like everybody's up in arms now about Trump. Like, oh, Trump's, you know, in look, I, I'm not in the sorghum business, and I'm not in the port business, and I'm not in in these sectors that are looking at embargoes and tariffs and you know i i don't produce skull i consume skull i don't produce it but i know that they're getting hit by the eu well like what it's what he what he ran on i mean are you shocked and those are the things that i said yeah we're getting a bad deal but still you're calling why so i'm getting off on a tangent there so these folks have come down hard on Mitchell, and I don't, I'm not apologizing for his comments in the least. Um, but that's a scenario, and and I will say that's how to ruin your life on social media. And I don't know what the, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was some predisposed conclusions he came to, sparked by uh, some bottom shelf alcohol. I'm not sure, but uh, the guy's done now for a while I mean you talk about temporary decisions with permanent outcomes and 
that right there is probably going to be the top list. You know, coaching athletes, we try to tell them all the time, even as young as middle school, that what you put out there, you may think you can delete it and hide it, but somebody's screenshotting it. Somebody's recording it, and it's not ever going to be hidden for good. Mm-hmm. So, man, you you better think before you hit send. And and I've been known to go on a few tirades myself and uh, get get on a soapbox here and there. But, you know, it sounds like this guy, I don't know if, you, if you're elected to be the president of the Inner Fraternity Council or... I guess you know when I'm when I hear inner fraternity council, I'm thinking of the movie Nerds, <laughs> when, when the dudes just that's fair enough bullied the trilams, uh, you know. But I mean, whether he's it's an elected position or what, you know, in group me is a platform where you decide who's in your group. So it's not like it was Twitter where it was open to everybody. There were people in that group. Um, and for whatever reason, he felt, I don't know, comfortable or okay with saying the things that he was saying. And I guess he thought everybody else in the group was like-minded. Yeah. And I misspoke there, group me. <coughs> not it, So it's like a text messaging app. And, it is. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's rough. I mean, it's like a guy makes a fatal decision one day on his marriage and, you know, life has changed. Or... Now you can be 20 years old and go on social media, and mm-hmm. like that stuff's not going to go away. He's going to mm-hmm. have to. Reputation.com's already calling that guy. So, oh. hey, we've got our $5,000 package, our 10000 or our warrior package at 20 grand. Right. You know, and he's probably trying to spend some college tuition money on yeah. that. And, you know, and there's things that you can put on your resume that'll really help you, and there's some things you can put on your resume that will really probably damn you. Yeah. Hey, I forgot to mention at the top of the program uh, the text number, which we open up this week, 806-745-5800. You got thoughts as we roll along here through the rest of the program, 806-745-5800. You can text your thoughts in. We've got Uncle Cy, Silas Polite in studio. So uh, Silas Polite in with us. He is Uncle Cy and uh, thought that we would do a little... Oh, Uncle Cy news. Some headlines that you've seen, Uncle Cy. You think people on a Friday, it's all over yep. now. Some some headlines. Well, I got a couple of headlines, I think, well, I would like to share. Um, one that stuck out to me, you remember Lassie, I'm sure. Not a dog name you hear very much I'm going to let you get away with saying stuck out. But that's all right. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> it's proper English. Okay. <laughs> um, in Michigan, two-year-old Princeton Peak broke out. I said two-year-old. Uh-huh. Broke out of his locked home oh. in Michigan and uh, went on a little escapade. Couldn't be found. Parents looked for him all over the place. And it wasn't until the family dog tracked him down and police were able to follow the dog's tracks Lassie to find wow a one Preston Peak two year old uh huh diaperless in the woods with a few cuts and some bug bites so Lassie meets Mowgli pretty much okay yep and uh uh the dog was able to stay with Preston until the authorities found him uh this dog Apollo was its name, uh, and I think Rocky when I see Apollo, not space. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, but able to find him. The name of the town where little Preston breaks out of his house, uh-huh. Paw Paw. Paw Paw. Paw Paw, Michigan. So and they the were, name of the dog was what again? Apollo. Apollo. Apollo and Paw Paw. Apollo. Huh. So... Do I have time for one more? Yeah, I'll say this. My neighbor is a psychologist. And the first time we, you know, we didn't have a meeting whenever we rolled the U-Haul up. And, mm-hmm. But we met the next day whenever he came to the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, my little Jack, he was holding little Jack, who was only in a diaper, by the hand. And he looked at me. And he said, he looked at me like I was soon to be a cps mm-hmm. involved parent right 
and said, I found him in the street. Oh. I said, hey, this is just a normal day for us. Right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing them in. Yes. So. Paw Paw. Paw Paw, Michigan. Okay. What what else you got? Well, yesterday was the NBA draft. We talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. And, you know, man, I don't know what it is about athletes and their tattoos. Like, I've often thought maybe I could pull off a tattoo but Mrs. says no way. Yeah, you don't right. have one tattoo on you. N- no. Okay. Not one. Not one that's been permanent for sure. Okay. But Larry Sanders, who is the center for the Milwaukee Bucks, decided he wanted to get a tattoo. And I kind of had a little slip of my English just a second ago. Well, Larry <laughs> decides he's going to get on his hands, ask, and receive. Okay. Well, Larry forgot about the very simple English rule I before E, except after C. Oh, he's got the money to fix it. Well, yeah, he does. He does. So, Larry has is sporting two brand new tattoos. One side says "ask," and the other says "R E C I E V E." So, oh man, Larry Sanders. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's a better basketball player than he is tattoo-er. You know, and, like, you're a tattoo artist. Like, maybe maybe English isn't your thing. No, Or, like, spelling. I should say spelling isn't your thing. You know, it's crazy because tattoos are... I remember we were all in senioritis. Like, nothing good happens with seniors that are not going to school in April, right? And so that was us. Yes. In the spring of 97. And we did all sorts of stuff that if I did those things now, I would be in bed for like three days. And But we just decided we were going to go to Plainview. And I, there was like this old Mexican food abandoned restaurant that they brought barber chairs into. And we're doing like a makeshift tattoo shop okay. in Plainview. Okay. And so we said, hey, let's go to Plainview and get tattoos today. Like, <laughs> you talk about like life-changing decision. Right. Like, this is not going to go away. And we all just, okay, let's go down. We, Pre-Instagram, we, Twitter, everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is just us. Right. Like, yeah, we're going to... Disposable po- this, camera? This is Polaroid. No document. Oh, Polaroid. Okay. Um, and uh, one guy was like, Jay, I want to... This is 90, late 90s. I want a lucky brand. Oh, my. Clover on my back. And oh. so I sat down and I drew, drew one and... and they were like, what are you going to get? And I was like, well, I want a Superman tat. And I'm going to put uh, Philippians 4.13 beneath it. And so and so I sat down. Like, I think I had some straight edge. Or like, I got out, like, a butter knife and used that as, like, a straight edge. Because it was like, we were leaving in 15 minutes. We were going to get marks on our bodies for that we're going to put be put in the grave with. But we're leaving in 15 minutes. So what do you got? What Lots do you got? of thoughts going into yeah, it. Yeah, and so, like, I've got this... I've had it fixed since then, but like I had this distorted <laughs> in the pH. Like I tried to write it like oh it my. was some nice font. Did uh, yeah, I had to go. I actually had to go down to Austin to get that thing fixed. And uh, on Sixth Street, uh, off the beaten path. No, it was at some uppity joint, and uh, we just decided as a family. My wife decided mm-hmm. for me. Right, right. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. That that needs to get fixed. Yes. And uh, so we went down there and got it fixed. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I want to laugh at Larry Sanders, but I can't. Right. I've done dumb You're things. You're in the same boat? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I didn't get my letters straight. He didn't get his spelling straight. But Yeah. Which Okay. So, let I guess that begs the question, which would you rather do? Misspelled or bad tattoo? Yeah. Or, or bad crooked. tattoo, bad tattoo, because you can fix bad tattoo. Yeah. Or I guess he could like have that whole thing redone and write over receipt. Golly, and it's not but like it's not using an eraser. Did you say it's on his fist? On his hands. On his hands. Yes. Oh, Larry. Ask. Larry. Ask and receive. See, Just right. And this is what I hear in my head. You know what, baby? These people need to stay in school, baby. <laughs> you gotta finish. You gotta be like Tim Duncan, baby. <laughs> yeah. Finish, get that degree, learn yeah. to receive. So I guess if they're I not, before E, except after C. If they're not gonna get the degree, they better have the the green to make up for it. That's 
he's got plenty of green. Maybe. You know, though, to be honest, I'd never heard of Larry Sanders <laughs> until today. He, <laughs> so we're, he's in the league, though. He's laughing at us now, yep. for sure. Hey, speaking of, any day there's a man out there who's working hard every day, and he is our friend, Blue Collar Bill. Bill, how are you? Are you there, Bill? Yes, sir. There you There are. he is. Yeah. Got yeah, push. you got me? Yeah, we pushed the right buttons. We got you now. That's an 18-wheeler humming in the background. How hot did the cab get today? I'll tell you what, uh, we finally got all the parts and pieces in, and in a in a marathon 14-hour day yesterday, I got a complete AC system. You did? I'm sitting here. Yeah, I'm sitting here in Idaho, facing west. I'm showing 103 degrees outside, and I'm blowing 38 degrees at the vent. Look baby. at you, man. It was just a matter of time before you got that done. Yeah, it had to happen. So how did it get done, though? Because for weeks now, we've heard about your peril in the truck cab, and uh, all of a sudden you just get AC fixed? Well, it's just a matter of rounding up all the parts. Oh. Uh, rounding up all the parts. Did you fix it yourself? Yes. You fixed it yourself? Yes. Did you use YouTube to do it? No. Man, that's a man right there. That's no, a blue no, man. new compressor, new condenser, uh, new accumulator, orifice tube, flushed the whole system out, flushed out the evaporator core, rebuilt it, pulled a vacuum on it, got it to hold, all new seals and O-rings, and we're at 38 degrees at the vent. Bill, all that stuff you just said, you might as well have been describing for me the cloud formation around Jupiter. It's good stuff. He said orifice ring. An O ring, orifice tube, an O ring, and I got—I was chuckling already. This is family-friendly radio. Let's not just get I was, away from the I orifice was, stuff. FCC lot came on when he said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save the good stuff for for this weekend at the lake. How about that? Okay, yeah, with the sea dews that you also rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna take the boat and then. Bill, what's gonna happen whenever you guys die? I mean, I hate to like talk about your, your funeral right now, but you know, once, uh, once this you guys are just done, took a turn. No, but once these guys are done, you know, it, I'll tell a quick story. My brother's a missionary, and Michael, he, when he yes, missionary Mike, and he tells stories about going into West Africa, and this was ten years ago. And the kids asked him, "Is it true that in America, you you guys just throw your TVs into the ocean?" And I did not know what he meant. Maybe this is like five years ago, but I was like, that's a weird thing. And what they meant was the tube televisions. Like, now you got flat screens. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do with all those old stuff? And even you hear terrible stories now about people just throwing away their iPads. And it's got, like, old iPads. They don't know what else to do with them. And so they just throw them away, and it's like toxic hazard. But what I hear I'm talking about is all this good stuff that can be fixed and nobody's going to know how to do it whenever you're gone, Bill. You're going to have to, like, leave a series, a legacy Blue Collar Bill YouTube series behind you. You know, I, I, I probably should do do something. Because um, we are, and, and especially in automotive, we're losing some skill sets um, on a daily basis. And, and once those skill sets are gone, they're, they're gone. Yeah, but, you know, what's funny to me with automotive now it's like my wife, my wife, my mother had a hybrid, and I thought that that would be a good idea. I thought mm-hmm. that would be a good idea, but Bill, that thing broke down, and I took it into the shop, and nope. they said, uh, "Yeah, it's going to cost you nope. more to fix it than it is and these hybrids. Mm-hmm. You just can't fix." Those Was it things. a Prius? No, no. Don't my mother would not. Like I know. I shouldn't that. have said that. It was a Toyota Highlander. Oh. But it was, uh, but all I have to say with the electronics bill, I mean, it's not just like we're overhauling 454s here, right? I mean, there's the electronic component to where everybody's out in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the continuing education component in in that industry is 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 critical. Things change literally daily, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's all you can do to keep up. So. It, 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 it's a challenge. Uh, it's a challenge to, to keep up with the new and, and, and not lose all the old because they're, you know, they're, 
while these young kids are coming through school and learning how to engineer all the electronics on these cars, somebody has to still be able to rebuild the carburetor on the farm tractor. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, what do you got on your mind? Because I, I, I can stick with that for another five, ten minutes. But uh, anything you've been mulling on as you've been driving around getting madder and madder about? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still really, really concerned uh, about the, the tack we're, we're going to take as a state on the, on the school shooting thing. Um, it, it doesn't seem to me that, that, that we're, we're truly... Um, I think that there is a direct and profound correlation between the proliferation and the use uh, of antidepressants and and the incidence uh, of mass shootings and I think that any plan this state has needs to include a good hard look. I'm not sure about the last two shooters but I know everyone before that going all the way back to Timothy McVeigh had been or were currently using antidepressants when they went on their spree. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Uncle Cy, you work in schools. You I do. Her here. I, I I do on a large level. I think um, you know the district that I work in goes to pretty great lengths in training people on how to identify these issues. And I think the research that Bill's alluding to it speaks for itself. He's blue collar, Bill. Blue collar. Excuse me. Okay. Not fire marshal. No. Blue no. collar. Fire marshal, Bill. He's crazier than. So, I mean, I'm right there with him. I I won't go into any of the details about how we do things where I'm at, but um, I think it's important to identify these kids and identify the people, for that matter, um, and be involved in their life. And, and, you know, everybody says, how can you do that? How do you know if that's going to work or not? And, um, you know, I... Bill brings up a good point with the medication that's being prescribed, and I think it just masks some symptoms and doesn't alleviate them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, well, I mean, these things, they don't, the manufacturers of these drugs can't even tell you by what mechanism they actually work, only that they do work sometimes, and then sometimes they work backwards. Yeah. And my my theory and my concern is, Anything that uh, is going to alter your mind and allow you to overcome whatever has stressed you by lowering your uh, your your anxiety, lowering your fear, and lowering your I- inhibition, those are the three things you have to lower to pull the trigger on somebody, folks. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, it, 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 it is our anxiety, and our, or at least for me, it is my fear of going to jail and my anxiety over all that it would entail that keeps me from jumping on people sometimes. Yeah. As a rational person, I, I fear that if you give me a pill that, that lowers those fears and inhibitions and anxieties, I might just knock somebody's block off. Yeah, you know, I write tomorrow, uh, tomorrow or Sunday, I, I don't know when it's going to run, the Avalanche Journal about the program that Health Sciences Center, Texas Tech Health Sciences Center, uh, Ted Mitchell and some other guys have rolled out there that run screening it sends their licensed uh, counselors into school districts and equips teachers janitors all the way across faculty and staff with how to evaluate what's going on around them and you know he said and i don't know how this holds up statistically across the state but what he told me right here on this program was that 42,000 evaluating 42,000 students surrounding lubbock that 400 students have been flagged and that of those 400 25 were taken out of their schools so you're at one percent and then you know a quarter of the one percent uh from there um and i think that that's a good i mean sometimes people get down on government that's a good use of government to put out research projects and greg abbott is touting that program now I mean, I've gone on with this a couple of times this week, but Greg Abbott is saying, you know, he's not going out to the private sector saying, hey, look, we've got this thing. You know, we've got mm-hmm. this magic drug. Mm-hmm. He's saying, no, we've got great researchers here, and yeah. so they're going after it. Uh, I stalled you up there, Bill, no pun intended there in the 18-wheeler, but uh, what's another thing you got for us as we close out? Uh, 
Uh, just, just, just to close out, um, you know, we, we've got that going on and, and some other things going on. Um, you know, went on vacation, had a great time down in Mexico. And, 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 and you survived. And having, been, having been down there and then hearing Brandon Darby uh, talk, uh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it, those are some beautiful people. It's a beautiful country with so much to offer, so many natural resources, so many very friendly, very skilled people. And down there in Cabo, we saw it all. We saw the newest and, and the, of the new and the, 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 the luxurious and super wealthy. But then behind that, uh, that facade of, of wealth and luxury is, is just, uh, just so much poverty. It was just, it's just heartbreaking. And these are some really good people. I wish there was a way, you know, we, we, could, we could lift our neighbors up and make it better for everyone. Yeah, that's a good word. And I'm glad yeah. you, I'm glad you came away from Mexico with that rather than something yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was a great trip and 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 and, and well deserved. Yeah. It was an anniversary trip, wasn't it? Yeah, 25th wedding anniversary. Yeah, 20, 25 years. Which one is that? Silver. Yeah, that's silver. There you go, baby. You bought some silver. He probably made yeah, some silver. And you got we, the we anvil melted out. down no. No. with we, an we went, O-ring and orifices too. Orifices rings. Yes. And, we went through literally every jewelry store in Cabo, um, and 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 you found morning. your old ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the early that morning, in one of the very first stores we went to, we found a beautiful set of silver heart uh, earrings, uh, heart-shaped earrings with a beautiful opal inlay, and I couldn't get my wife to take them. Then we go check every other store within a five-mile radius. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 100 degrees outside. We're about to stroke out, and she decides that those first ones we looked at were were the ones. So we, we had an adventure, and she got to take a little uh, five-mile hike in the 100-degree uh, heat to go back and get those. Mm. So that was a, a very well-deserved gift that she, she did indeed earn that night. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, it was a brutal walk. I'm glad you guys had a great time, and congratulations on 25, and and more congratulations on getting that uh, AC fix there in the 18-wheeler, Bill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's been that's been good. Well, uh, y'all have a y'all have a great weekend. I'll, I want to leave everybody with one 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 thought. This is an easy one, and this, this right. is one that'll that'll help keep Big Brother off our back down the road. All right. If you know where your kids are. And you know where your guns are. Odds are they're probably not shooting anybody. Blue collar Bill. Well, right there. Hey, uh, we appreciate you, Bill. Have a great weekend. I'll see you. All right. Blue collar Bill there. His weekly check in with us. We missed him last week because of the vacay. Yeah, he was on the vacay, but uh, we got him back now. Glad to hear from him. I want to appreciate. Uh, tell you i appreciate you coming in uncle si enjoyed it a good time with you had a blast maybe we can do this again soon we better get it done quick because uh the that school bell will be ringing soon yeah it can maybe maybe we could uh get you involved in the other side of texas empire maybe a lot of disappointed kids out there yeah we'll just have to see how things play out all right, for Uncle Si, Silas Poli, Blue Collar Bill, uh, we're going to take off now. You guys have a great weekend and uh, all this content you can find on Other Side of Texas. See you next week.